0: welcome back to divine whispers so what is this potent relationship I keep pointing to regarding groups it's a rarely recognized point our association with groups can put things on our bottom shelf that we not only do not notice but don't feel we directly placed there but yet we did do just that when we gave our consent to a particular association. Because when we define ourselves and align ourselves with these groups, whether they be religious groups or particular nationalities or of genders or of social or political affiliations or of age, of whatever, absolutely nothing is excluded. Then, once we've done that, we have opened ourselves up to experiencing the collective experience of that group ipso facto do you see you can think of it like this when you mentally join a group whether it be one that we perceive as inherited or one of our deliberate selection it's like getting on a boat and you can be on an unlimited number of these boats for example you might associate yourself with the groups of being male of being a smoker, of being Jewish, of being Republican, and being a doctor, among other groups. Now, each of these associations that we have okayed, that we have accepted, whether we view them as inherited or selected, puts you on a boat. So now in this example, you are on the mail boat, and on the smoking boat, and on the Jewish boat, and on the Republican boat, and on the doctor boat, among any others that you've picked. And when you give your mental agreement to be identified by these groups, or even if you don't really mentally agree, but your actions demonstrate this acceptance, you open yourself up to the experiences of these groups or boats in this example and boats can sail to wonderful destinations but boats can also sink and this is how things can sometimes seem to happen to you innocently but that isn't what has really happened you got on the boat I'll eventually go into this later in a video of its own because this is such a potentially volatile topic, I really can't do it justice here, but it needs to be at least touched upon as we seek to find these levers through which we direct our lives because it can play a big silent and very confusing part left unsaid and it can leave us wondering how we got swept up in this or that innocently as victims only to realize later that it was through our association with a group that we found ourselves experiencing what that collective group experienced whether that be pleasant or unpleasant. Now personally I have very few group associations that I recognize mentally or by action. And as you may guess, I do recommend this. It helps to keep my bottom shelf much cleaner and with fewer surprise influences, and that's nice. But I'm not asking you to join my group of non-groupers. I'm asking you to just be. Don't wear labels. Labels are only useful to those who do not know who they are or what they're looking at. Labeling excuses us from using our own powers of discernment, which eventually atrophy with disuse and leave us dependent and blinded by the very labels that we thought would define things more clearly. And it's just not true. Any more than using a wheelchair will save your legs and allow them to be stronger. Minimizing labeling and group associations is a big step and moving towards more fully integrating with the truth of our innate oneness. Do you see? Anyhow, wherever we are at in our unfolding, we must all start with where we are. If just a thought works for you and you get results, fine. But if we are better off with tangible triggers or actions, by all means, use them. But do not come to rely upon them, or it will leave you out of the promised land. But don't be afraid or ashamed to use them at first because to consistently fail because we're in denial of our current level of unfolding, and to refuse to start where we're at, will only build our belief that these things can't happen. So don't do that. Don't reinforce this untruth. So we have to start somewhere in learning to influence and direct these things. And the easiest way to do this is to begin to recognize how to work within these expected default patterns that are already present in our life. Most still aren't aware of how they are actively creating their life within these prevailing patterns, these default programs, so this is an excellent place to start. I mean you're already doing it, so why not do it right? Now there are many roads we can take to lead us here, but one road that is oftentimes successful where others fail is what we can call packing your suitcase. It's simple and straightforward, and may seem a bit silly, but please don't overlook this powerful formula because it isn't hard, or shrouded in mystery. But here it is. First, pick a destination. And in this metaphor, our destination is our goal. Whatever we would genuinely like to be like, or accomplish, or have, or whatever. You might choose to re-establish communications with an estranged family member as your destination, or to lose weight, or to be more relaxed. Whatever is near and dear to your heart that you would like to align more comfortably with is fine. Anywhere is a perfect place to start. Once you pick the destination, the goal, then you need to pack your suitcase. In the same way you wouldn't pack snow skis for a trip to the Bahamas, offering unsolicited advice might not be the right way to smooth over relations with an estranged family member, would it? Remember, only pack what is useful to your destination. It doesn't matter if you would pack it normally, if it is your habit to give advice. If it isn't directly beneficial to your goal, toss it. Do away with it and pack what will help take you to your goal. And in this case, perhaps instead of unsolicited advice, a heartfelt admission that you may have overstepped your boundaries at times, but that you love your estranged family member unconditionally and hope they will forgive you, might be what you need to pack to take you where you want to go. Because it's our habits that we're packing into this metaphorical suitcase. We're packing actions and things that we are doing Now, why habits instead of new thoughts? What about my video, Correct Alignment, which is all about how seeing is doing? Well, that's all still true, but sometimes it's harder to see than it is to do. Here's a very powerful thing to notice. Not a new thought, but somehow one that seems chronically undervalued and overlooked. And here it is. The mind and body are one. So, because of this, The door swings both ways. Not only can we influence our actions, which are what we do and experience, with our mind, but our actions and experiences can change our mind about thoughts and beliefs. The door swings two ways. Please join me for the conclusion of Divine Whispers.